Chapter Twenty Five of The Precipice by Ivan Goncharov, translated by M. Bryant. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. At ten o'clock, the big bell in the village church began to sound for mass. Tatiana Markovna's household was full of stir and bustle. The horses were being harnessed to the kalesh and to an old-fashioned carriage. The coachmen, already drunk, donned their new dark blue kaftans, and their hair shone with grease. The women servants made a gay picture in their many-colored cotton dresses, head and neck kerchiefs, and the maids employed in the house diffused a scent of clothes within a ten yards radius. The cooks had donned their white caps in the early morning and had been incessantly busy in the preparation of the breakfast, dinner, and supper to be served to the family and their guests, the kitchen, and the servants the visitors brought with them. Tatiana Markovna had begun to make her toilet at eight o'clock as soon as she had given her orders. She descended to the hall to greet her guests with the reserved dignity of a great lady and the gentle smile of a happy mother and a hospitable hostess. She had set a small simple cap on her grey hair. The light brown silk dress that Raisky had brought from St. Petersburg suited her well, and round her neck she wore beautiful old lace. The Turkish shawl lay on the armchair in her room. Now she was preparing to drive to mass, and walked slowly up and down the hall with crossed hands, awaiting the assembly of the household. She hardly noticed the bustle around her, as the servants went hither and thither, sweeping the carpets, cleaning the lamps, dusting the mirrors, and taking the covers from the furniture. She went first to one window, and then to the other, looking out meditatively on the road, the garden, and the courtyards. Vikentiev's mother was dressed in pearl grey with dark lace trimmings. Vikentiev himself had been in his dress coat and white gloves from eight o'clock onwards. Tatiana Markovna's pride and joy knew no bounds when Marfinka appeared, radiating gaiety from her bright eyes. While she slept, the walls of her two rooms had been decorated with flowers and garlands. She was going to put on her simple blouse when she woke, but instead there lay on the chair by her bed a morning gown of lace and muslin with pink ribbons. She had not had time to give vent to her admiration when she saw on two other chairs two lovely dresses, one pink and one blue, for her to make her choice for the gala day. She jumped up and threw on her new morning gown without waiting to put on her stockings, and when she approached her mirror she found a new surprise in the gifts that lay on her toilet table. She did not know which to look at or which to take up. First she opened a lovely rosewood casket which contained a complete dressing set, flasks, combs, brushes, and endless trifles in glass and silver, with a card bearing the name of her future mamma. Beside it lay cases of different sizes. She threw a quick glance in the mirror, smoothed back her abundant hair from her eyes, seized all the cases in a heap, and sat down on the bed to look at them. She hesitated to open them, and finally began with the smallest, which contained an emerald ring, which she hastily put on her finger. 
a larger case held earrings which she inserted in her ears and admired in the glass from the bed there were massive gold bracelets set with rubies and diamonds which she also put on last of all she opened the largest case and looked astonished and dazzled at its splendid contents a chain of strung diamonds twenty-one to match her years the accompanying card said with this gift i confide to you another a costly one my best of friends myself take care of him your lover vikentiev she laughed looked round kissed the card blushed sprang from the bed and laid the case in her cupboard in the box where she kept her bonbons there was still another case on the table containing raisky's gift of a watch whose enamel cover bore her monogram and its chain she looked at it with wide eyes threw another glance at the other gifts and the garlanded walls then threw herself on a chair and wept hot tears of joy oh god she sobbed happily why does everyone love me so i do no good to anyone and never shall and so undressed without shoes and stockings but adorned with rings bracelets diamond earrings she tearfully sought her aunt who caressed and kissed her darling when she heard the cause of her tears god loves you marfinka because you love others because all who see you are infected by your happiness marfinka dried her tears nikolai andreevich loves me but he is my fiance so does his mamma but so does my cousin boris pavlovich and what am i to him the same as you are to every one no one can look at you and not be happy you are modest pure and good obedient to your grandmother spendthrift she murmured in an aside to hide her pleasure such a costly gift you shall hear of this borushka grandmother as if boris pavlovich could not have guessed it i have wanted a little enamelled watch like this for a long time you haven't asked your grandmother why she gives you nothing marfinka shut her mouth with a kiss grandmother she said love me always if you want to make me happy with my love i will give you my enduring gift she said making the sign of the cross over marfinka so that you shall not forget my blessing she went on feeling in her pocket you have given me two dresses grandmother but who decorated my room so magnificently your fiance and polina karpovna sent the things yesterday and kept them out of your sight vasilisa and pashutka hung the garlands up at daybreak the dresses are part of your trousseau and there are more to follow then taking from its case a gold cross with four large diamonds she hung it round the girl's neck and gave her a plain simple bracelet with the inscription from grandmother to her grandchild and with the name and the date marfinka kissed her aunt's hand and nearly wept once more all that grandmother has and she has many things will be divided between you and verochka now make haste how lovely you are to-day grandmother cousin is right tit will fall in love with you 
nonsense chatterbox go to verochka and tell her not to be late for mass i would have gone myself but am afraid of the steps directly grandmother cried marfinka and hastened to change her dress vera lay unconscious for half an hour before she came to herself the cold wind that streamed through the open window fell on her face and she sat up to look around her then she rose shut the window walked unsteadily to the bed sank down on it and drawing the cover over herself lay motionless overpowered with weakness she fell into a deep sleep with her hair loose over the pillow she slept heavily for about three hours until she was awakened by the noise in the courtyard the many voices the creaking of wheels and the sound of bells she opened her eyes looked round and listened there was a light knock at the door but vera did not stir there was a louder knock but she remained motionless at the third she got up glanced in the glass and was terrified by the sight of her own face she pushed her hair into order threw a shawl over her shoulders picked up marfinger's bouquet from the floor and laid it on the table there was another knock and she opened the door marfinka gay and lovely gleaming like a rainbow in her pretty clothes flew into the room when she saw her sister she stood still in amazement what is the matter with you verochka aren't you well not quite i offer you my congratulations the sisters kissed one another how lovely you are and how beautifully dressed said vera making a faint attempt to smile her lips framed one but her eyes were like the eyes of a corpse that no one has remembered to close but she felt she must control herself and hastened to present marfinka with the bouquet what a lovely bouquet and what is this asked marfinka as she felt a hard substance and discovered the holder set with her name and the pearls you too verochka how is it you all love me so i love you all how i love you but how and when you found out that i did i cannot think vera was not capable of answering but she caressed marfinka's shoulder affectionately i must sit down she said i have slept badly through the night grandmother calls you to mass i cannot darling tell her i am unwell and cannot leave the house to-day what are you not coming i shall stay in bed perhaps i caught cold yesterday tell grandmother we will come to you you would only disturb me then we shall send everything over ah verochka people have sent me so many presents and flowers and bonbons i must show them to you and she ran over a list of them yes show me everything perhaps i will come later said vera absently another bouquet asked marfinka pointing to the one that lay on the floor for whom how lovely oh, for you too said vera turning paler she picked a ribbon hastily from a drawer and fastened the bouquet with it then she kissed her sister and sank down on the divan you are really ill how pale you are shall i tell grandmother and let her send for the doctor how sad that it should be on my birthday the day is spoiled for me it will pass don't say a word to grandmother 
don't frighten her leave me now i must rest at last marfinka went vera shut the door after her and lay down on the divan end of chapter twenty five